2: Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That's what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skincare, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skincare harnesses nanofibers
1: Let's just dance, baby.
2: I just want to dance, 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 Can you feel it? Can you take it? Can you come and freeze it? All of this electricity. Do it right now. Tell right, right, right now.
1: Turn the volume up now. Give me your electricity.
2: Hey, bitchettes. Welcome back to the bar. This is bitch number one, Christy. Bitch number two, Kelly. Oh, boy, Kel. Before we even start, let's thank our Patreons, our patrons, Say it wrong every freaking week. <laughs> every freaking week. I just can't do it. I'm a dumb bitch. What can I say? Uh, but these are people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and joined our Patreon. Uh, it's really cute because so many people are like, You finally read my name. I'm like, I know, hang in there, we're getting <laughs> to you. I promise. Yeah, but if you go over there and subscribe, you have an opportunity to uh, get a shout out, obviously. But also you're going to have access to our after party. You can watch a video of us recording every week. You can watch a video of the after party at the diamond level. And then we also, excuse me, share uh, footage and photos from our experience on that fabulous show called Dance Moms, Never Before Seen, you know, like the super rares. Uh, but we're going to start by thanking Callie, Clayton, Isabel, Caitlin, Trisha, Ashley, Kenya, Sarah, Olivia, Dana, Sam and Alex's Adventures, Baham. I don't know what that means. Scar- wow. Scar- Scarlet, Brianna, Jessica, Tanya, Kelly, Bella, Caitlin, Callie, Abby, Brody, Madison, Kalana, Jalen, Tori, Megan, Lindsay, Aaron, Afe, Samantha, Avery. I know I said that wrong. I think it's, I think it's an Irish name and I said it completely wrong. I'm so sorry. Abby, Damari, Madison, Kenzie, Brianna, Saskia, Aaron, Ashley, Liani, Kylie, Gwen Lillian, Mia, Jasmine, Olivia, Brittany, Embi, Madison, Dylan, Laura, Nia, Morgan, Peyton, Taylor, Angela, Marina, Lexi, May, Sarah, millions Million books to read. Oh, that's cute. Kaylin, Ariana, B, Lydia, Emily, Ariana, Abby, Live Likes Movies, Christina, Heather Rock, Brooke, Carolyn, Cassidy, Janice, Isaiah, Katie, Lizzie, page Kayla, Kelly, Emma, K- Casey, Liam, Carrie, Jillian, ria Kelsey, Hunter, Alicia, Kennedy, Cam, Tyler, Abby, Rianne, or Ryan rather, Bobby's, Hop, Bob, Bobby's, Bobby's. Maria, Nikia, Charlotte, Jasmine, (laughs) Nicole the Great, Gina, Christine, Isabel, Taya, Katie, Harrison, Rosalind, Selena, Tiana, Hunter, Sierra, Madison, Taylor, Colt, Brianna, Izzy, Violet, Raven, Amy, Calder, Jocelyn, Megan, Aaron, Sammy, Shanab, Julia, Lauren, Jessica, Aaron, Emily, Isabella, Brianna. Sierra, Abigail, Blair, Creel, Brandy, Maddie, Adriana, Ali, Jackson, Lulu, Stephanie, Mackenzie, Allison, Brianna, Mandy, Mario, Natalie, Joanna, Ali, Alexa, Tori, Catherine, Haley, Blair, Emily, Ka- uh, pardon me, Kimberly, Caitlin, Sam, Holly, Abby, Andrea, Gabby, Bailey, Julia, Kaylee, Kat, Kat uh, Stephanie, Alexa, Annalisa, Anna, Annie Elizabeth, Mila, Samantha, Katie, Nicole, Brannon, Jen, Kevin, Jillian, Amanda, Alex, Alexa rather, and Violet. I was trying to get an extra, an extra page in there, you guys. Yes. I trying see. to get there. Trying to get there. <laughs> I am. I am. All right, Kel, <clears throat> what you drinking? I'm boring today because I was running late. You didn't seem to care that
3: I was running late. I, I am don't care. Twisted tea. Am I twisted tea?
2: I didn't get that Twisted Tea mug. I did. That's not fair. Thank you. Yes. I love so- the handle. Yeah. I am so jealous. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous. Just like I'm jealous of Bus Driver Steve and Wine Bus. Oh, test. gosh. Uh, look what I'm drinking. Okay. Hi, Noon.
3: <laughs> oh, you're exciting.
2: Yeah. Which one should I drink? Should I drink watermelon, pineapple, or black cherry? You pick. It's Kelly's pineapple. choice. Pineapple? pineapple. Okay, I'll drink pineapple. All right. Well, <clears throat> so we got a lot of a uh, lot of people who were very invested in your bear story. Oh really? <laughs> oh my god! How many people sent the news story that a bear was caught swimming in Florida? So they thought when it left your yard, it went for a dip. Well, when it left my yard, it went to my grocery store. Nah. Publics. Yeah. Was
3: hungry. I have videos of it, um, out in front. Like people were standing there trying to go outside to their cars with a full cart of groceries. And he was like out right in front of the doors.
1: Oh no. We're like I could ride my
3: bike to the grocery store. So it's closed. but yeah.
2: Are you sure it's the really same funny. one? You what? Are you sure it's the same guy?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But, um, yeah. How funny is that?
2: Yeah, well, everybody was very Just concerned. FYI,
3: that I, I, because I kind of had a hangover that day. I kind of yeah. thought, well, maybe I was like seeing shit, but <laughs> it definitely was spotted in my neighborhood by three other people and at the grocery store. So Kelly, I'm not that hungover.
2: I don't think hangovers cause hallucinations. I don't. You never
3: know. Would
2: what, what, would you think it was
3: real if you walked? I mean, it's the condo association. It's, I live in the freaking woods.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Although the other day I was hungover and I forgot, I forgot how to park my car. Not park it, but like I was looking at the gear shift and I'm like, "Can I park this? Wait, I press this button." I was so confused.
3: Why were you hungover? Yes, Uh, yeah. (laughs) I feel that way sometimes when I drive. I'm like, like it's pretty dangerous.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess so. But I'm you're thinking like, oh, I'm totally fine. Oh God, now people are going to come at us. Look, we're not doing it on purpose. It's been like. (laughs) 24 hours. I think I'm fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not when we're drinking. It's after right? It's day. And I just kind of like,
2: yeah, I'm like, my, I, my I wasn't, my...
3: it was really a bear. <laughs> I just thought
2: I was maybe crazy. You are crazy, but not because of that. So I hate this episode. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. I wrote, sorry, my dog is barking. I wrote, the first thing I wrote is this episode makes me want to vomit. You know, what
3: I noticed about the episode, you and I usually are pretty, like, cool and calm. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say that. We're not cool and no, calm. But, but like, we, we have, we know what we're doing. Yeah, When we both walk out on the stage, we both look scared shitless.
2: And we're flustered. Yes. I'm going to tell you why. I know why. Okay, so here's the scoop. This was not really filmed before the fire, or before the, the show we started filming the show. We filmed this at the end of the first like batch of episodes we filmed. So Abby had been going fucking hard on us already for those beginnings of season three. She was being brutal to Chloe because she was so mad that she won nationals. And we knew that the show was bringing up Stuff behind the scenes, not to do with the show, that were like, it. It was like, I don't know. They were going below the belt. I feel like. Yeah. For instance, perfect example is when they brought up that I choked Kathy. Okay, there were cameras on that whole fight, the whole time. I'm going to tell you right now, there were cameras out there. If I had actually choked Kathy, like that they wanted to portray, they would have aired it. But instead, they were perpetuating this rumor that had gone on and to put me in a really uncomfortable situation. That's just one example. So I think, whereas in the past, when we had a reunion show or we did other specials, it was stuff that had been aired. It wasn't like meet and greets and jewelry lines and what's your relationship like and you choked Kathy. It was like coming at us from a really dirty place. And Abby had an insane amount of control and power. at this Yes, point.
3: I, that's what I remember so much. Yes. Was like she was like almost co-hosting it.
2: Yes, and she was very arrogant about it. And she knew whatever she said was going to be portrayed the way she wanted it. And that's where we really started to lose any sort of ability to direct our own narratives. And yes. I think we knew that. And that's why we came out so like flustered. I I was so fucking flustered and upset this entire episode. My blood pressure was probably. Oh, yeah. A bazillion.
3: I still didn't even know if I was coming back or not.
2: Well, no, you had come back at this point because we filmed it after. We filmed it in December. We had started filming in September. Oh. This was filmed in New York. At the end, like, remember when the kids went ice skating and they weren't supposed to be ice? Well, no, that was when Asia was there. We were in New York when we filmed this because we stayed at the Yotel. Remember the Yotel? I remember the Yotel. Yeah. That was crazy. crazy. We can tell you about the Yotel in a little bit. Uh, But we had stayed at the Yotel and it was Christmas time. So we knew that you had come back, but we had to pretend that you didn't.
3: Okay.
2: And... I just remember I definitely know we filmed this in New York because I went out with pizza for or went out with Holly for pizza after we filmed. It was really late. And I sat there and I sobbed like I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because I I was a wreck after this episode.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
2: I hate this, this too. I mean, look, here's how I feel about it. I'm going to be totally honest. I couldn't even watch it in its entirety. I had to fast forward or skip parts where I knew, like I would just read through the notes because we have somebody who uh, sends us notes. I read through the notes, so I have a gist of it. I could not bring myself to watch it because it made me physically sick. Yeah. I hate this Mm -hmm. episode. It, this, if this is an indication of how it's going to be to watch seasons three and four. I know. I don't know how long I can do this podcast what
3: i said i was pretty bad in one and two
2: no it no what what's worse about season three is how awful abby becomes she becomes awful and like every single time it makes you want to throw up every time that you're near her it made me want to throw up
3: yep Mm
2: yep 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 so this is super fun to watch today. Yes. Yeah, let's try to make this as happy as we can because this is a dark one. Dark. Okay, we'll try. <laughs> did you take Did you take off your little new earbuds or whatever?
3: Yeah, they weren't. I didn't have time. You were rushing me today. I didn't oh, have shop. time to
2: set them up. I wasn't rushing you. Oh. Yes, you I didn't mean to. I have to plug in my mouse. My mouse is almost dead. I put a little note to talk about the Yotel later. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So
3: this episode is called The Smoke Before the
2: Fire. Or Make Christy Vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope this tea don't make me cough the whole time. I'm so jealous of your little
3: tea.
2: Yes, I got one and you didn't. Yes. I'm so (laughs) jealous. Tea makes...
3: Oh my goodness. Sorry. T makes me cough. Okay. So we start off with, you know, Jeff, my favorite person <laughs> <laughs> introduces himself. He's sitting out on the stage all by himself and Abby comes walking out and Jeff um, asks Abby how she feels now that she's a little bit famous.
2: I just and- want to stop right there and say one thing about Jeff. When we announced that Brian was going to be on the show, a couple of people chimed in and said, oh, my God, we could barely stand how every time he hosted the reunion, his facelifts got worse. And I'm like, no, no, that's not Brian. That's Jeff. That's Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I Uh, love Abby's answer.
3: uh, Yeah. She's been doing this a long time, like 30 years. So when Abby walks into a dance convention, people know her because she had winners. Uh, okay. So it's not weird for her.
2: Right, totally the same
3: thing. Yeah. So Jeff <laughs> says, "The moms say that you have a big inflated ego and that you're more difficult to deal with." And yeah. I 100% Oh my god. She It wasn't I always say she like became the diva oh god yeah like season two yeah
2: everybody always says like who changed the most abby changed the most but abby was always like that if that makes the sense if that makes sense like she always had that in her but then she just had it in
3: it to people she knew or like her students and stuff but then then she just showed it to the world that she right was a diva (laughs)
2: <laughs> and she also, uh, she also knew she had a lot of power on the show because they put so much stock in the fact that Abby was the quote unquote star, and yeah. we kept saying the kids are the stars. People are tuning in to watch the children, mm. but it was it was Abby, and so she's told that over and over and over. She knew that she was quote unquote the most important, and she was obnoxious about it.
3: Yes. What well, she says, if the moms think I've changed, they don't just don't know me at all. Hmm. Like, hmm. but, but that's what I just said. I think she was like that with the kids and us and mm-hmm. once season two ended, then she became that way with the world. Like, yeah, I think she thinks that way. So that's what yeah. I, think. yeah. But Jeff tells us that he has a curveball. That for the first time in history of Dance Moms, we're going to let the studio audience ask the questions to the
2: cast. Correct, directly. Do you think for one <laughs> minute that studio audience came up with these questions? No, I yeah, think exactly. they had them on so note cards and passed them out and said, "Okay, you ask this, you ask mm-hmm. this, you ask this." Yeah, of course.
3: Yes. Um, so the audience's first question is. Everybody always talks about your love life. Do you have a boyfriend?
2: Okay, I never talked about Abby's love life. How about you?
3: Well, how about her answer? I thought it was so hysterical how she totally like read it, beat around the bush.
2: Uh-huh. Well, you know why? It was that time that they had that stage paparazzi shot shoot with and her and John.
3: Oh, that okay. Was John. Yeah, and but she, then was, she rented somebody the next one time, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah,
2: she rented people, but uh, for photo shoots. But no, this was John, and she like had him posing with her, and she had her hand on his ass, which I have to remind him of that. Well, I have to be like, hey, John, because Abby would have did
3: anything to be with John.
2: I know, but it's also funny that I think that because they had that stage shoot and she just wanted the opportunity to like let everybody who watched the show know, I swear she like made them ask her that. Probably, Uh probably, yeah. Yeah, I love her answer. (laughs) Yeah, she says,
3: so she has someone who cares about her, loves her and has a shoulder for her to lean on. Let's leave it at that.
2: Well, I'm really good friends with John. And John cares about me, and he loves me. he Tells me all the time because that is how he is as a human. He's very like, like spiritual. I love you. He says yeah. I love you every time we hang up because he's yeah. that way, mm-hmm. and he's there for us to lean on. At least for me, if I have a problem, he's always like, "It's your ego. Let you let let love and light and God in, <laughs> you know." But yeah. I don't and consider he's not him your like, boyfriend. No, he's not my boyfriend. So that's funny when I, I told you how Abby
3: had my husband hang pictures in her Florida home of eight by 10 pictures all around her bedroom of him. That's so weird. Poor John. Yeah. And this was before the show. Yeah, I know. So yes, she was like, that was day. She probably, but she had that him being her date was probably, she was probably like, this is like my chance right here, man. Yep. I'm grabbing his
2: ass and I'm moving on in. I don't even, he probably didn't even know she was going to do that. She probably did it, like, knowing the camera was right there. Yeah, I don't think that was planned.
3: No. no. But, um, so Jeff asks, is this the guy who had your hand, who you had your hand on his butt in the tabloid picture? And Abby laughs and just makes a funny face. She says, maybe, maybe not.
2: Oh, I'm just going to be whatever about it.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. So we go to question number two: uh, Do you really believe that the mothers don't appreciate the opportunity you have given their children? And Abby says, "I don't think they appreciate an opportunity if it landed in their laps."
2: Well, what's funny is that Abby didn't give our kids this opportunity. A network and casting directors did, and I am still to this day very grateful to all of those people. I I am very grateful too, and I think all the children are. But you know. Does anybody ever
3: ask if Abby's grateful to our kids? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't just her that made the show and it Mm-mm. wasn't just us. Like we have to be thankful for Abby. Sure. We should be thankful for our kids and us. I mean, it was everybody. And we yes. should be thankful for Brian and Everybody, like all of us should be thankful, not just to one person. It was a combination of everything that made the show work. And case in point, you're not grateful for Abby. I disagree with that. I am grateful to everyone that had something to do with the show. But is Abby grateful to us?
2: Well, no, because she tries to get rid of us all the time. And what's funny about that is that after you and I left, how many people have told you? And look, people continue to watch that show. But how many people have told you that after we left, the show was never the same. They stopped watching. It got uglier. So she got rid of us. But then it also, I think, affected (laughs) or impacted her negatively. Yeah. But she couldn't stand you and I having any kind of success or happiness or our kids, whatever. She couldn't fucking stand it. And I think Mm -hmm. she especially couldn't stand you and I because people liked us.
3: Yeah. But Abby says the moms were never respectful. Some of the moms
2: appreciate the opportunity more than others,
3: but as a whole, no.
2: Except I've always was respectful to Abby before the show. Before I had to do this stuff, always. Me too. But I think she's talking about the people, even like on the show. Like, of
3: course you're going to be respectful if you're not being tortured. Uh huh. Like sometimes you kind of like I always had respect for Abby I and mean, me of anybody. Like I. I always did. I, I tell you guys that all the time. I mean, she was like a family member to me, but when you start treating the kids like that, I start to lose some respect for you.
2: Sure do. You know, sure do. And also when your daughter, isn't the one who's being targeted, it's easier to shut your mouth and not. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: it's easier for them to respect them because they're, they're not in the same light we are. Correct.
2: And like, I think you can see that. And I didn't watch season five, but I have heard that Holly really starts to get picked on in season five and she gets a little sassier. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. Like in season one and two, I think I was in maybe three, whatever,
3: but I think I was picked on the most. And then I left. Then they went to you and Chloe. Oh, I think they started with me on three. And that, but what, what I'm saying, yeah. one of you was mainly me because three, I decided to shut my mouth. Then they went to you. And then when you and Chloe yep. left and they went to Holly, it, it was yep. just like a chain reaction. It's yep. like, let's push them all to the brink of san- insanity until they,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, mm-hmm. I, I really think that's what happened. Yeah. But so then Jeff asked Holly about her relationship or I'm sorry, Jeff asked Abby about her relationship with Holly. Um, and Abby says that, <clears throat> sorry, Holly claims to be a teacher and educator, but Holly left her job. So now she's a dance mom and Holly, Holly always wants Nia to, to process and figure everything out.
2: Abby couldn't wait for Holly to leave her job so she could knock her down a peg and be like, you're just a dance mom now. Cause she was yep. always intimidated by the fact that Holly had like a respectable job.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think because it was a teaching job and we oh, always yeah yeah skills you know so but um so abby says and i'm like holly and she snaps her fingers um we have 10 seconds to get on stage and do that number we don't have time to process it so, What, abby, like yep. we, we some it's people the, some just, people don't. like whatever oh yeah. nia was always on stage on time like yep and she always but did the dance process- just like everybody else. Exactly, whether she processed it or not. So, so then they show us on the green screen Ugh. watching the because people always ask that. <laughs> um, did we get to watch this particular one? We actually did watch.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's
3: showing us. And I I can particularly remember that um I think they specifically did that on this one to piss us off of course he was was saying
2: of course well you can see as this episode goes on i am just fucking losing my mind Yeah, and and i remember we all uh, like we both were but you you took a different route than me you just sat there and stewed where exactly where i was like i was stewing fuck
3: but see this i told you at season three i started to shut my mouth but see that was the problem that's why i blew up because i just I was keeping everything in and I wasn't yeah. letting it out. And that's why it just blew up at the end. And I just had to get the hell out of there. Yeah. But it was a pressure why. cooker. I started holding it in. And this is mm-hmm. about when I started.
2: Yep. Cause I can tell when I'm watching your face. Oh, I want to say something. Uh-huh. And you're just like, fuck.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. How I about see. my hair? Oh, how about Abby's?
2: Yes. How about it, Abby and it, I had matching outfits on? How about
3: her? I, I mean, our, she looked, I didn't like her look.
2: She was very Ursula-esque. Yeah, I did not like her look. No. Mm-hmm.
3: My dress was ugly. What did you have on? What color? I had a royal blue dress, but it it was like a dress I would have just worn to a dance competition. I don't know why I had that on in a reunion. It wasn't very like a dressy dress. I
2: don't think we had a lot of time to get those
3: either. And that was just something I probably had in my cupboard or in yeah. my
2: suitcase. Cause we were on the road and I, I, I hated what I was wearing, but I hated my hair. I, but I always hate what I'm wearing in my hair. So whatever, but you know what I did have on my feet. Oh my, your shoes. From- I had those teen shorts shoes on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anybody want,
2: out of them? If anybody wants to see my $800 shoes. <laughs> How about my
3: shoes? They were like striped.
2: Huh. Did you see them? You I didn't to-
3: notice them. I, it was that blue dress and the, the bottom of the shoe was like a blue. And then it had like all these different colored, like stripes they were fabric but they were striped i remember those shoes they're kind of an odd shoe but i was looking because the dress was so plain i was looking for something with a little pizzazz but i look back at the town i'm like "Eh."
2: yeah (laughs) story of my (laughs) life kelly story i'm like oh pizzazz equals a sequin no no see it really doesn't (laughs) Um, how about me i'm like good luck holly put that bitch on blast there you go yeah oh and holly
3: Jeff introduces Holly as the rational one, mm-hmm. which we all know that. And Holly comes out and Abby says, why does she have on that dress? I have to say, I think that is my favorite dress I ever seen Holly wear. Uh,
2: I know. And says the woman sitting there in blue stretch pants with a sequin top. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I I have to say I that is my favorite. I think the woman who made Michelle Obama's dresses made that for Holly. I cannot remember the lady's name.
2: I, I thought it was the uh, she's married to the Steelers head coach. I thought it was I think her. she made
3: stuff for Michelle Obama. Oh, too. did she? I think so. Okay. I think so, I'm not I yes. I have no I I, I don't either. No, my I, memory. My memory. I got my bird brain. It sucks. But I yeah. think I remember Holly saying that. But I have to say that was one of my favorite things she ever wore.
2: And it made her waist look teeny. Yeah. And it yeah. was like full on and the it bottom.
3: Like it kind of made her, bre- her boobs look bigger. And yep. I, I loved it. I thought it was pretty. Yeah.
2: And I liked the fabric. It was really flattering. I thought it was a pretty yeah. color on Holly. Yeah. But of course, Abby has to be rude.
3: Uh-huh. So Jeff asked Holly about her relationship with Abby, and Holly says that her and Abby are getting along at the moment, but Holly knows that sometimes she gets on Abby's nerves and that Abby doesn't (laughs) care what Holly thinks. But Holly still feels that it's important to raise any concerns or perspectives that she has. Yes, ma'am. She's always so politically correct. I love. Yeah,
2: I, I know. And we're like, fuck you, bitch, except that's me coming up in act two.
3: Yeah. So Abby says that, I just wanted the audience to know that even when, even though Holly may be angry, upset, or think that I was, I crossed the line or something, that Holly really has a ladylike like way of saying it. (laughs) She's diplomatic. We Mm -hmm. all know. Yes. Um, Jeff says, you know, Holly's presentation is easier. Mm -hmm. And Abby agrees with him and says that... um, Holly's opinions still go in one ear and out the other, but at least Holly doesn't scream and swear at
2: Abby. Why does the swearing bother her so much? Because I have heard Abby swear. Uh, yeah. But she <laughs> pretends on the show that like our swearing is it, like like yeah. a seven deadly sin. Yeah. yeah. It's the eighth deadly sin. She acts like our swearing is just the worst thing to ever happen. Um, yeah. I've heard Abby swear.
3: Yeah. So Holly agrees with Abby on that. And she says, you know, that she doesn't square swear and she doesn't scream, but she was raised to respect teachers. But no teacher, including Holly herself, is ever perfect.
2: Mm. Yes. Agreed. Especially when they're cruel to children. (laughs) Um. Holly
3: says that it was des- disappointing that Abby left over the summer, even though Abby did great things professionally on her own, that um, our children missed Abby. I
2: Holly, was like, speak for yourself. Why would you say that?
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and Jeff asked Holly, do you think that Abby got a big head from being photographed in the tabloids? And Holly says that she thinks that Abby always had a pretty big ego. Mm-hmm.
2: And Abby thinks she's funny because she says, well, my hair is big, too. Uh, I have big hair, too. Remember how she always used to tell the makeup people, big like Delta Burke, big Uh, like Delta Burke. And I'm like, dude, that was the 80s. (laughs) Like, we're in 2011. That was 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Settle down, Delta.
3: So then Holly says, or I'm sorry, that they audience asks a question. and They say, Holly, which of your fellow dance moms made it? Made being the rational one the most difficult for you.
2: We had at that point had never argued with Holly. Holly only had argued with Abby. So how is it that we made it difficult for her? I think they were just looking for an opportunity to like.
3: I think what they were saying was, if I was arguing with Abby, was it hard for her to rationalize? Like,
2: I don't know. I I took it a different difficult. way, but it's
3: always never been. Irrational at this point, so far as what I've seen, right. So I, I assumed they were talking about me, <laughs> but whatever. Or me. Um. And Holly says that, you know there are times you get caught up in your emotions and they catch us off guard, but um, you don't see the best of all best sides of us at all times. One of us every week thinks about walking out the door. Huh. And there, as Abby says, you know that's her politically politically correct answer, not giving a name. I mean, who do you think she would have said? Oh,
2: I'm thinking me. See, I th- I would think me, or maybe both of us.
3: Yeah, I she would probably say both of us, but I think at this point of the show, I would probably say me because like a couple weeks ago, she just saw me in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I might <have>, it. <laughs> Just <laughs> still there when I'm in the dumpster.
2: You leapfrogged over all of us with the dumpster. My rationalized me get out of the dumpster, and I wasn't listening. i She I'm, was. She looked at you at one point. I don't. I'm certain this didn't air because it totally breaks the fourth wall, and she's like, Kelly, you were being filmed in a dumpster, and you were really going to hate this in a few months. Get away from the dumpster." I know. <laughs> My favorite part of the dumpster, I have to say, I I don't know if I said this, but. You know those old lawn chairs that like folded in threes? Yeah. There was one in the dumpster, and you had it like set up, like barricading you, like you were at a school science fair, and that was your poster. Like you were hiding behind an old tanning chair.
1: Get
3: away from those people. (laughs) Me, my friend.
2: And this is more for Uber. So like we couldn't get cars and you're like, oh me be a taxi. And like Just get me a ride. I had no idea where I was. Mm-mm.
3: Like Uber, you can like say, they can see like you can yeah. do your location or whatever, like a taxi or something like that. Like I, I had no idea how to tell them where I was. No. And, this, and we were like in that back alley kind of thing. Yes.
2: Yes. And, yes. and this was back, back in the day. L.A. used to be really hard to get a taxi in. Oh, I yeah. stood outside of a, oh, uh This is another story for another day. But when Melissa and I were at that agency and she rolled in with all of her Target bags because she was worried that I was going to talk to somebody about something that she needed or wanted to be part of. And we stood outside for a good 30 minutes trying to get a taxi. Yeah. It's terrible. of Me getting a taxi. Yeah. but No, none. Oh, boy. So here oh, we well. go
3: to drive me home either but so uh jeff thanks holly for taking her turn in the hot seat and you know everybody cheers and jeff uh tells abby about the moms doing their meet and greets with their children over the summer and we did not include abby and abby says that the moms weren't doing meet and greets without her they were doing it
2: behind her back okay now hold on a second do you remember who did the first meet and greet? I thought it was her. It was. It was her like at the it was, studio. It was supposed to be donated. The remember
3: it was supposed mm-hmm. to the money was supposed to be donated, and I don't think maybe yeah. a dollar was donated.
2: She. It was at the studio, and she had said, or whoever put it together had all the kids there. They collected a gazillion dollars and said it was for the ALD scholar, ALDC scholarship fund. And we were friends with the treasurer at the time. And she's like, that money didn't go into it. Or she said, we're not going to see that. The president said it didn't go into it. Yeah. And so you and I said, our kids aren't doing it. Yeah. Because she's lying. and stealing the money. Right. And so when we said our kids weren't doing it and I was like, why don't we do our own? Why are we doing this for Abby? And that's when we were like, we'll do our own stuff. Yeah. Like, why would we give Abby all of that money, especially if she wasn't doing what she said she was going to do with it?
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah. so when she talks about this and she's like, a meet and greet is after you purchase a ticket to the show, you go see it. And then you go to the stage door and the cast comes out to meet and greet and take pictures with you for free. I thought that was going to the stage door. Yes.
3: I, I was going to say the same thing. Like I have that in my notes. Like mm-hmm. we always did that in New York. That wasn't called a meet and greet.
2: No, it was. just just went that to, was the, the, to see the See the. Cast when they come off out of off the state, like she was the first person to do it, and she was the first person to call it a meet and greet, and she was the first person to charge for it. She was just pissed that we were doing it and not giving her the money.
3: Yeah. Well, she wanted us to have invite her, and she did them with you guys, not me. I well, never the other ones. Yes. I never did one with her, but I it was after I was gone, I think. But I
2: oh no, you were there. It went to like
3: Australia and shit together.
2: I never yeah. once. Ever would do a meet and greet with that woman because she would do them with those kids and collect billions of dollars and give them like 500 bucks. And I was like, they're not coming to see you. They're coming to meet the kids. Yeah. So when she talks about selling kids again, like I said in the beginning,
3: they were there to see everybody. It should have been split equally. Yeah. Uh, But what I'm saying is Like, like, Abby shouldn't get the whole chunk. It should be split equally between
2: whoever is doing the meet and greet. Well, that wasn't what was happening. And I'm pretty sure she got arrested for that. So, you know, what I'm saying isn't wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But so, you know, what well, we said that, Abby. Oh, yes. yeah, here's my favorite. So what have the moms been doing? They're selling their children. It's like going to the zoo. You pay money, you go into the zoo, you watch them in a cage, you take a picture of the animal. It's exactly what she did. Okay, but yeah.
3: I'm I'm, I'm sure to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking on my season three attitude and keeping my mouth shut.
2: Well, it, then Jeff's like, "What's wrong with the moms making a few bucks?" And she's like, "The moms are already making a few bucks." Abby, I, we can't really talk too much about contracts, but let me just say
3: they why, were not uh, contracts.
2: Ah, uh, no not even close. And yeah. if we had opportunities to capitalize on the major success of the show when everyone else was capitalizing except for us.
3: Yeah. Why wouldn't the producers, we... the
2: creators, creators
3: Abby, everybody made money on the show but us?
2: Yes, we made money but very very little compared to everybody else. Yeah. So if we have an opportunity to like do something and put money away for our kids or let them have opportunities. It kills me that it was portrayed like that. We were these greedy, awful people when everybody who goes on reality TV does this, mm-hmm. but we were portrayed that we were like these greedy, awful stage moms.
3: But but then Abby is like, Kelly has never had a job in her life. I think she worked at clinic counter for two weeks. What does that have anything to do with me doing a meet and greet? Nope. Nothing. It, I didn't work because that was my choice, mm-hmm. you know. Like she's like, you know, saying how I I stayed at home to be a stay at home mom. That was my dream. Abby's dream might have been to be a dance teacher and to do whatever. But I have always, since I was in high school, just wanted to have babies and be a uh, mom. What I wanted, and that's what I did, and I think I was pretty successful at it. I have three beautiful kids, a beautiful home, a beautiful life mm-hmm. like I, I mean i don't understand why she holds that against me because i was a stay-at-home mom yeah yeah she holds it against holly for being a working mom but she holds it against me for being a stay-at-home mom like, i was just gonna say no matter that. what you do it, it's not not right but
2: yep me yep.
3: um uh, so <laughs> the abby says you know she feels like that she's never going to be able to please me and that I just will let my kids be mediocre and that broken page are blessed with a talent and that I'm wasting it and not letting them use and pursue their talent. Um, She doesn't agree with my parenting. Well, I mean, that's fine. And that's Abby's opinion, but as a parent, I don't think forcing my children to do something Is correct. I've always asked my kids what they wanted to do. If they wanted to do it, when Brooke was six to eight and she was wanted to dance, I worked with that child every single night. When she started doing it, like like you you can't force your children to do something they don't want to do. Or that they're not happy with. And I don't even think it was that the children, my kids didn't want to do it. They wanted to do it, just not in the right environment that they were in. And environment wasn't a good environment. So as a parent, why would I push them to do that?
2: And if you are pushing your kids, your kids are never going to, they're never going to do the, like, they're never going to try to their fullest potential. Yeah. But if any parent had their
3: child in a negative environment, wouldn't they want to take them out of that? I mean, what parent wants that for a child? I would rather my kids work at McDonald's than to be on Broadway if it meant that they were going to be treated better. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think Abby yeah. you're a star you're on TV. Yeah, but like you're totally like knocking down yeah. everything they've ever believed in and
2: well, later on, Jill's going to talk about therapy and it like is referenced as a joke. And I'm like, you're not fucking joking. Exactly, yeah. Oh God, here we go. This is this this set me over the edge. So question number
3: five, they say you wrote to the editor saying that Christy was pimping out Chloe. Did you write this letter?
2: Can I read the letter? Because yes. I don't think people know the letter.
3: I don't think I know the letter.
2: <laughs> I do, because the minute I saw it, because she printed it. This was somebody who used to recap Dance Moms and she was a big fan of the show and she liked the girl, she liked us and she was a pretty fair recapper as far as like holding us all accountable. It wasn't like she was anti-Abby. Like she she went for all of us. And so Abby wrote this letter because at some point she talked about how she was excited that Chloe won nationals in season two. So Abby that summer wrote, her name was uh, Lori Aiken or Akin rather, and she wrote, Ms. Akin, please write about Christy Lukasiak pimping her daughter Chloe out to make a quick buck. Check out her upteenth meet and greet somewhere in upstate New York the first weekend in October. And don't forget to bring your $106 to meet them. That's the price for you and 500 others will pay to spend an hour chatting with Chloe. I think you get a t-shirt which costs $5. I'm not the bad guy. I've been teaching dance for 32 years. Chloe has been my student since she was two and a half years old. It was a goal for her to appear on the cover of the annual dance concert program. This year, she wanted paid. If Chloe didn't continually miss class and come late and leave early, she would be an amazing dancer, or should I say the dancer I could create. Her mother's constant negative remarks about me personally and my craft have taken a toll on that child. Chat with any of the ALDC faculty members and they will tell you just how much Chloe has changed since the show started. And don't miss out on the new show, Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. I'm sure Christy will have her nose out of joint over this one. Okay, where Um, should I start? (laughs) Go ahead. First of all, (laughs) what I'm going to say is you did it all over the world with the other kids, Abby. So hot calling the kettle black. Second of all, uh, what's funny is that with the dance concert program book about how she wanted to put all of our kids on it, it was because she was selling them for a profit. And we said, if you're selling them because people want them because of our kids, you should give the kids a cut. We all said it. And then everybody else kind of, except you and I, everybody else was just kind of like, well, you know, it's her program book. And I'm like, Right. But she's selling them to people around the world who want this because of our children. So and then that's when she started to make sure our kids wore a LDC logo every like dancewear everywhere. And then she sold it because they saw Chloe and Paige wearing it. You know, it became this. They were walking billboards for her, but they got nothing out of it. So she's talking about us pimping them out at least With and and we go on, I go on to at least talk about why you had to start charging for meet and greets because it was out of hand. Like we did a couple of free ones. Do you remember? It was wild,
3: crazy. Yeah, we
2: couldn't do it.
3: There had to be some kind of rhyme or reason to it, or whatever. And
2: we had to we had to hire security. Plus, we had to pay for the venues and the travel. Um, Did we make money off of them? Sure, but again, we weren't being compensated fairly like this was an opportunity for us to make money off of the show well, it's but it's kind of like whenever the musicians you hear it,
3: that's how they make money is when they do their concerts yes like, they don't make a lot of money on cuz the people who write the songs usually make the money yes the, the person who actually sings the song really makes the money when they go on tour which is what we were doing
2: mhm But she came after me and like Chloe's regressed. She's not in class. But what was really upsetting to me about this, and this is why I'm losing my mind when I come out, is that I knew that Abby had people's attention and ear. So whatever she said, people were believing. Yeah. And so I could sit here and argue this, but she's like, no, you're a greedy bitch and this and that. And I'm like, well, everybody else did it. And she's like, no, it's you. And I'm like, you're doing it. And she's like, no, you're a terrible person. She still, a couple of months ago, wrote about Chloe and meet and greets on her Instagram. A couple of months ago, Kelly, it's 2013. (laughs) Or, I'm sorry, it's 2023. This happened in 2012, 2013. It's, apparently this really got her.
3: Yeah. How did did this letter come about? Did you have a copy of this letter or?
2: No, she printed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you not print this? It's fucking crazy. And you're like, oh wait, hold on. Yeah. So she wrote that about one of her students, and then she's like, oh hey, Abby's AUDC. What's funny about her plug for a u d c is uh, she talks about how you know, like we're pimping out our kids. Chloe was invited to be on a u d c, and down, yeah, we all sat there, the five moms, and we said. We were not going to let our kids go do that because it was giving Abby, it, like promoting her show and all these other kids on the backs well, of our they kids. They weren't going to be regular cast members
3: on it. They were just, they, Abby wanted the kids to come on and do performances. To get people to watch it. To get people to want to come to the show and watch it or watch it on TV or whatever. Not just for her to benefit. Like once again, the kids weren't going to benefit anything. And
2: we like, all sat on the phone. The giving five up of their us. free time to... Uh-huh. Go there and film. And we said, as a group, we collectively said, we're not going to do it because it's unfair to the children. And so when I was asked, because they wanted Chloe and Maddie to do Black Swan. And so when I was asked to do it, I said, absolutely not. Melissa went with her kids. I think Jill did too. Actually, I don't know if Kendall was on it, but I know Melissa went. And then Jill was like, after the fact, she's like, well, Christy, it's a great opportunity. And I was like, Jill, we all said no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but that was the kind of shit that we all? always dealt with. We would all agree and then somebody would change their mind. Yeah. Not me. No. We were the only ones who were like, no, 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 no. And that's probably why we got tortured. Exactly. That's exactly
3: why we got tortured.
2: Because I guarantee you, if I would have walked in the studio every time we did a meet and greet and handed Abby 10 to 20%, she would have had no problem with it. Mm, yep. Yep. Okay, so now Jeff invites
3: you to come in. Yay. and How about you and Abby kind of match?
2: I said that. I wrote, oh my God, we match. It's in my fucking notes. Kelly, get out of my brain. I'm like, ew. Yeah, me too. You guys should have coordinated that. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, I didn't even watch any of this. I had to skip this whole part. I couldn't watch it. It made me viscerally sick. So Jeff asked you, How you feel about Abby. (laughs) How long you got,
3: Jeff? And You're like, because we were listening in the green room, you're not surprised that Abby said those things and that Abby makes things up in her mind and doesn't bother to find out if they're true or not or even ask the questions. (laughs) So that's her perception of reality and the reality that we or everyone else knows is completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, And you say that Abby tells the moms every day that Abby thinks of herself as God. So there's no point in trying to convince Abby to change her mind.
2: Were you there when she told me to get on my knees and pray to her? Mm -hmm. She said, get on your knees and pray to me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She literally said that to me once. (laughs) When we get to that episode, I'll bring it up. But yeah. yeah. So Jeff asked you about the meet and
3: greets um, and you start, you know, telling your side and Abby keeps interrupting you and arguing about what a meet and greet is.
2: She interrupts everyone this entire show. Yeah.
3: So you guys are going back and forth of what your version of meet and greet is and what her version of a meet and greet is and you turn and it's, you're like, stop my turn, be quiet. And the audience is like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, You're like, you know, the children are who America wants to see, contrary to what Abby thinks. Um, and the meet and greets were becoming an unsafe environment because the crowds of five to 6,000 people would show up.
2: Yes. There yeah. was a time that we walked into a mall in New York in the atrium. And there were so many people stuffed into this one section with like they were filling the escalators it was a billion billion people deep like overlooking the balconies I think Chloe and Maddie were doing something there for something and Chloe looks at me and she goes who's coming (laughs) she did not know that they were there for her but that was a very unsafe environment yeah yeah
3: um so Abby makes a point to you know say that you got you had made people purchase tickets. Okay,
2: I did. I mean, what do you want from it?
3: So then you you know you say let's explain what the money's going to, and you say like paying for security,
2: and then Abby's like, At "the hair, the shoes." Look, it's clear that I wasn't paying that much money for the hair. Did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> and the shoe, who already told you about? money you had the shoes on. I did the- have the shoes on.
3: Oh gosh. And you say, you know, Oh, excuse me. People want to see our kids. And Abby says, so you can't complain about that. Um, I wasn't. And you say, you know what? She was off in LA being a star. And Abby's like, wait a minute. I dare you.
2: What What do you mean? How dare I? God, my boobs are falling out. Although I paid a lot of money for them. So they deserve a special part. I don't want
3: to see those puppies.
2: You can see my tan line.
3: I see that. That means it's way too low. (laughs) So Abby says that there's a woman in the audience who was at a dinner party with her. And she um, saw somebody ask Abby if she was feeling better because at a meet and greet, Christy announced to everyone that Abby was ill in her room. And that's why Abby wasn't at the meet and greet.
2: I have no idea what this story was. And when she brought it up, I'm like, I don't talk about Abby at meet and greets. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, because you are not. I was nothing. so, I was so pissed at that point, but I wasn't talking about Abby at a meet and greet, but she wanted to make herself important, I suppose. Yeah. So
3: then they showed, you know, the greet us in the green room, the other ones in the green room and Jill's, you know, like saying you're really upset. And I'm like, Fuck yeah, is And. Um <laughs> so then we have question number six, and it this says, is funny. You blocked Abby from your tr- Twitter feed. Why? And you look at them and are like, wouldn't you block that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, because every time I tweeted, she would jump on and tweet. Cause that was when Twitter was like the place. And she would write rude shit every time I tweeted, and then like, I'm like, get off of my Twitter. Like it was like she was a super stalker. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you say that
3: Abby was obsessed with your with your Twitter for a while. Every week she would comment on, and you didn't want to deal with it.
2: No, so I blocked
3: so, her. Question number seven: Um, You said that on the show that <laughs> her husband, referring to Abby's studio,
2: <laughs> as a- the Antichrist God- of childhood.
3: Of childhood. Um. Why, why did he say that? And what did he think of the show?
2: Hold on. Do we think that they might be coming for me in this episode? You think? <laughs> yeah, I think. Good. Good. Uh, no, not fucking good.
3: Well, better you than me. I got mm-hmm. it a little bit. All I right. think I got it pretty to bad. About Mark? Do you want to say? You, why don't you
2: just... Yeah, I just was saying that, like, Abby hates everything that... Or Mark hates everything Abby stands for, like, the way she treats the children... And Abby hated Mark because at one point she wrote him some psychotic email that was this long in all capital letters. And he was at work and he was dealing with stuff. And he just said, this is too nonsensical for me to even deal with. Chloe will be there tomorrow at 8 a.m. Or whatever. She had to be there because I was out of town or something. The minute he said too nonsensical, she fucking hated him. Lost her mind. But he was like, this is insane. He just, he's a, he's a different kind of a person. Like he doesn't have time for this kind of bullshit people don't just dealt with it they right it way too long yeah and he was just like you're a maniac i'll have my daughter there i'm not dealing with this well that nonsensical she brought up the word nonsensical about nine million times remember she yeah. used to say it to me all the time and then she's like well he doesn't support chloe he never watches her dance this is my favorite that he showed up in vegas at a black tie banquet wearing a pair of shorts and flip flops mark didn't go to that banquet. It was a DEA banquet. He didn't go. Yeah, they
3: just were, I mean, they were there, but they didn't come to the banquet.
2: No, and like, he probably was in the hotel in shorts and a flip-flop because we yeah, were in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, he was outside. He was too cheap to buy a ticket to go in. This is the kind of shit that I hated because people are like, oh my God, no, Christy's husband's too cheap to go in. And I'm like, Christy's husband's not too cheap to go in. Christy's husband doesn't want to go in because- There was no reason for him to go in and eat dinner, like a buffet dinner with a bunch of people he has nothing to do with. Yeah. Chloe wasn't dancing. It was nothing. So why would he go? Yeah. And that's, I'm like, you're just full of shit, Abby. You know nothing of what you're talking about. And And then she's, then she's like, well, if you feel that strongly, you should leave. Really? Because I'm pretty popular on the show and so is Chloe. And I'm pretty sure that people like us, so ain't allowed to leave or kelly would have been gone already <laughs> yeah uh-huh i know but yeah, you yeah. know just it's that kind of shit like she wants us gone so badly but it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face like you want the cast gone but people like the cast yeah
3: so uh, lucky me i get introduced and you know jeff's like um oh uh,
2: They leave me on the stage. Abby and
3: I have a 30-year history. And the question on everybody's mind is, am I staying at the Abby Lee Dance Studio? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So Jeff says, you know, that I was very angry at the end of season two. (laughs) And if I really would leave the ALDC.
2: You're like, fuck yeah, let me out, Jeff. Stop trying to take my house.
3: Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wanted
3: to say. That's why this whole time I'm like with duct tape on my mouth trying not to speak. Mm -hmm. I just say that um, I'm taking my kids to an extracurricular activity and I feel like it's breaking their spirits. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Even though we were on a TV show, I get that.
2: But it was miserable. It was so miserable.
3: i mean when your child walks into a room and sees the dance teacher and starts having panic attacks things aren't it's not a very good situation Mm-mm. you know so okay so um oh i have wrote down right here me they they show me like from a side i look like i have a black eye you do yeah, I'm like, did Abby punch me in the eye? I think it was just a shadow, but- it, Was like, it me since I choked Kathy? Did I punch yeah, you too? I don't know, but I looked like I had a black eye. I think it was just a shadow, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe maybe somebody did punch me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe you fucking punched yourself. Like, I don't want to do it. 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 I'm not going um, out there. Fuck
3: everyone. So I say for the past 42 weeks, my children have been shown bad. They look at me like I'm crazy because I flip out. But how much do you think I can take? It's it's true. It is true. It's like, it's so and bad. 42 weeks of that is a long time for every single week. My should, my kids to be shown as mediocre or stupid or, you know, I'm the crazy one. I'm the drunk one. And meanwhile, you edited it to make me look way different than I, you know what I mean? Like, I, don't know, I was just, I was over it, people.
2: Yeah, I understand that. Funny, funny how much I understand that. Um, so Abby says, um, Jeff
3: asks Abby, "What does she think about what I just said?" And Abby says, "You know, it's hard to give a quick answer. It's been thirty years of history." Um, she says that I was, I was pretty, I was tall, I had parents who didn't butt in, and that I could have done something with my dancing. You know, that's great for Abby to want to live that dream for me, but I didn't want to do anything with my dancing. I wanted to be a mom. What is wrong with
2: that? And why did she hold that against me? I don't know. But you know what else I find really interesting about Abby is that she always puts so much weight on pretty because she says it about Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, they're pretty. Yeah. What about who like they're smart. They're talented. Caring. They're yeah. sweet. They're yeah. you know, why is it oh like it's almost that she's obsessed with like who is pretty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's it's I find it very weird. And I didn't realize it until I went back and started rewatching the show and I'm like why is she always talking about who's pretty? Yeah. And honestly, Brian said this last week, like when you looked at all those little faces, when they were little, they were all just like these sweet little perfect angel baby faces, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's weird, but I also think she's a nightmare. So whatever.
3: So Jeff actually stood up for me at this point. like, so he points out like what being a mom is, was my choice. Like, why does she hold that against me? And Abby mm-hmm. said, I carried Brooke on my hip until she was nine. Brooke was a star. Um, She um, had a close relationship with Brooke, but now Brooke doesn't want to work. Brooke is selfishly taking up a spot on competition team. I I don't know how she could say that about Brooke. I mean, Brooke was there every single day, the same amount of hours that everybody else was there working. Like, Mm -hmm. So was everybody else. I mean, Brooke maybe asked for two days off the entire time to go to a school dance.
2: But it's also, you're taking a spot away from somebody on the competition team. But no, Brooke auditioned and she made the team. And Brooke was a very popular person on that show.
3: Yes. So I don't understand why she's taking up a spot. No, she earned that spot and she was picked for that spot. There were many other people that auditioned, and they chose Brooke. Yep. So,
2: um. Okay. So. NPS, you did not carry Brooke on your hip until she was nine. I was there.
3: Yeah, I know. She was little, though. I could have.
2: You could have. I, I
3: would have liked to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's my baby. Um. So then Jeff asked me about my relationship with you. Ugh, and- yeah. I say, oh, I think that you and Melissa started a new jewelry line and I was felt like I was kind of left out of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Abby says, yeah, why wasn't it your kid? And I said, I know nothing about that. And that was just kind of like a...
2: Do you know about that jewelry line? Like the backstory on it?
3: I I know that they asked you guys to do, I
2: I don't know, something, but. They wanted Paige and Chloe. Oh, really? Yes. And you know who talked them into doing Paige and, or Chloe and Maddie was our our attorney. Oh, really? Yes. They Mm -hmm. wanted to do a besties line. And I knew nothing nothing about it because she had contacted him and they wanted to do a besties line. And when he called and offered it to me, he's like, It's Chloe and Maddie. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And I just assumed that it was that from the get-go. And he's like, they really wanted to do Chloe and Paige, but he's like, I'm like, well, they're both blondes. And he's like, do brunette and a blonde and who are against each other. But they weren't besties.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest in Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. I started using Acorns a few years ago, and I have it set up that if I'm spending money out in a store, I just round up to the nearest dollar. So that extra change I don't even realize is gone. But what's amazing about it is it's being invested inside the portfolio that fits my goals. And then I look at that balance and I'm always so excited to see that money there because it feels like this secret bonus money to me. And you can start investing too by heading to acorns.com bar or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorn.com bar. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC, Acorns, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA-SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So, Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bar. No, no, it wasn't supposed to be that they were besties. Oh, okay. It was just supposed to be... <clears throat> Chloe and Maddie, but they wanted it to be besties because they wanted to do like 20s and besties, and he talked them out of it. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. And yes, well. in hindsight, you ought to be fucking grateful you didn't do that. line like it was a nightmare. <laughs> no, I just, I... and I get that. I get that it's hurtful because you start to see things. But I don't think like... it was just hurtful to me. I think it was hurtful to like Holly too, like. Yeah,
3: I, I get that. Why we always did everything the same. So like how earlier you were saying about how, you know, we were doing Abby's Ultimate Dance Company. We all agreed not to do it. And then Melissa and Jill went to do it. This was kind of like the same thing. I think Holly and I felt that way because it was, we all agreed to the same contract and to do the same kind of shit. And then you and Melissa went off and did it and didn't include us. I get that.
2: I do. I can see that.
3: that Yeah. With that ultimate thing. Like it's, we, we were doing everything as a group and you two decided, oh, well, we're just going to do it. And you guys.
2: Yeah. I can see where you guys would have felt that way for sure. I guess at that point, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking about like, we weren't doing things to promote Abby because remember in season one, when they. Chloe so got this offer to do like it was the dumbest magazine article. I mean, it wasn't dumb, it was very exciting, but it was like this little magazine blurb in some like teen magazine and everybody lost their fucking minds. Like lost their fucking minds. And then at that point we're like, okay, we can't have publicists, we can't do this, we can't do that. But then Melissa and, and we were we all sat down, we all talked about it, we're like, okay, it has to be all for one, one for all whatever. And then the very next thing we knew, Melissa had a publicist because then we went to Teen Choice and her kids were on the carpet doing interviews separate. So it started to become fractured. Like, And like, I know that when Sally Miller had asked or given Chloe and Paige dresses for Teen Choice, that upset everybody else. So it kind of started to be like... I think she had given them to everybody though, didn't she? Sure. I think at some point she did. But I think it was just kind of... I get that I do, but it's also hard to navigate five people. And this is before there were brand deals and social media managers like there are today. Do you remember sitting there with agents and we would be like, our kids have this massive following and this massive influence. And they would be like, well, they're 12 or not even 12. They're, they're 10. We don't know what to do with them. And they're like, come back when they're 13. And then maybe we could get them a deal. Meanwhile, now there's two-year-olds. There's zygotes with deals now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but at the time, nobody knew what to do with our kids. They were very much trailblazers. And I feel badly looking back on that because I definitely didn't mean to hurt everyone. But then I was like, well, is this different? I don't know. I'm not making excuses. I don't know. I did it because it was an opportunity, but yeah, you know, I I don't know, but was that yeah. it necessary for them to bring that up at the reunion to kind of like cause a yeah. rift between us? No. Yeah, yeah that was stupid. But- Cuz that was nothing that was ever shown on the show.
3: No. No.
2: So why are you bringing it up? To argue. Mhm. Yeah. For sure. It's bullshit. But so anyway. that let's move
3: on. So then Jeff says to Abby that she never shied away from crit- criticizing Chloe, and he asks Abby why she's so um, critical of her. And Abby says because you know Chloe's been doing meet and greets and starting her new jewelry line, and she can barely do a left with anymore.
2: P.S. Yes. Maddie was doing meet and greets and had a jewelry line too. She never brought that up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I just think right there. I think just by that statement, it shows that she it it wasn't even that. I think she was just mad that you were doing the meet and greets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you had a jewelry line and she didn't. You know what I mean? Right. I think she just didn't understand.
2: Yeah. Well, it goes back to remember when I said I was wearing those diamond earrings and she lost her mind. Yeah. But another thing, the reason Chloe might not have been able to do a left split anymore
3: is because. We had no time to go to class because we were too bu- busy filming the show. It wasn't not one of us that was just do- like, there was no time
2: for class. Mm-hmm. I know I was there. I know, but yeah, but it's made out to be the Chloe's piece of shit. And that's where I'm, this is, this is where I start really fucking losing my mind because I'm like, everybody's going to believe what this lunatic says. Yeah. I mean,
3: you're like, Chloe's amazing. Um, Abby doesn't give Chloe the opportunities from the show that. Um... Gosh, where am I at? I don't know. You? Do. Oh, no,
2: I was upset. And I said she doesn't get she won't get any opportunities if Abby keeps saying things like that about her. Just like somebody told me at one point they called the studio with an offer for Chloe and Abby basically told them point blank on the phone that like she's not passing along the message, sorry. And like tried to pitch somebody else for it. But then Jill's in the back and I give Jill a lot of credit because she was like standing up for the things we were saying. She's like, Chloe does get opportunities from the show. People realize that Abby is saying these things about her own kids that she trained and they're going to realize that she's a lunatic. And I'm like, well, not everybody, <laughs> but thanks Jill. I appreciated Jill in that moment. We give Jill a lot of shit, but like when push come to shove, Jill was often saying the same things we were, but then she'd go hard. Right. And we were like, wait, what?
3: And, and Jill pulled her weight. I think. As yes. far as fighting and things like that. It was always you and I. And yes.
1: then,
2: you know, when Jill came, Jill did, Jill did. I have, I have. To yes. Okay. I a hundred percent agree with you. Yes, she did. So then we get to see Miss Chloe do her dance. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then uh, I have to say, I, I watched that dance like this because I'm like, let's see if Chloe really sucks. I thought the dance was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. It was very yeah. good. But Abby, you know, just told everybody that she sucked now. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was good. Thank you. I did too.
3: But. Jeff says to Abby, last year we noticed there was a shift about to happen between you and Melissa. And she says that Melissa befriends people very quickly and that Abby should have been smarter and more guarded.
2: Okay, why?
3: That's what I'm wondering. Like, do you think it's because Melissa doesn't work there anymore?
2: No, I think that Abby was like, oh, these moms are never going to be your real friend, and they're a piece of shit, and you have to look out for Maddie. I think that's what it was. Yeah.
3: So the audience asked question number eight, and they say to Abby, now that Melissa doesn't work at the front desk, do you still give Maddie special treatment? <laughs>
2: To watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Abby's like, I never gave her special treatment because Melissa worked at the desk. No, no, she just got the privates.
3: Maddie is a special kid. But she used to say that about Brooke.
2: So, it, it's... I think they're all special. Sorry, I do. Um, I do. I think every one of them is special in their own right.
3: She says, you know, Maddie's always on time. She's prepared. She's well-rehearsed. Every single one of those kids were on time and well-prepared and rehearsed. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says she walks into the studio and she's like a sponge. Um, You know, she says that those opportunities were open to all the children, that Maddie was the only one that took advantage to them. But those opportunities weren't available.
2: Those opportunities happened at like noon on a Tuesday. The rest of the kids were in school. Yes.
3: So they they weren't available. And
2: we couldn't get privates. Correct. (laughs) We could not get a fucking private. Sorry, we couldn't. We couldn't get a private. We tried. We tried. (laughs) Not not take advantage of it. Uh, uh,
3: But Jeff says Abby intends to turn Maddie into a star. And Abby says she wants a studio full of stars. uh Uh-huh. but but she only focuses on one. I don't understand. She could have had a whole studio of stars.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um. Abby says that, you know, a dream is for a photographer to look better than you ever imagined. And Maddie does that. She takes the choreography and makes it her own. Not many kids can do that.
2: We weren't allowed.
3: Yeah. and But we weren't also giving the
2: time to do that you know uh-huh, like,
1: uh-huh. Sort of it's things.
2: helpful it's helpful when you when you do have a little bit of um what's the word like extra time to rehearse well because I mean they, they would work in facial
3: things yes. like barely work in our feet and our arms let alone our facial expressions yeah Like. I, I don't whatever uh, like hell
2: I was there I get it I get it
3: all right so question number nine currently is Melissa's loyalty to Abby or the moms and Abby thinks that Melissa's loyal to the moms Melissa's a great dance mom who helped all the who, she helps all the children she has even paid for other kids dance lessons But now it's become more important to be friends and chums with the mom, with our girlfriends, than to be a good mom for Maddie.
2: Hmm. That's very interesting because I'm pretty sure that um, we've all been very helpful to the kids. I'm just saying.
3: Yes, I would agree. Especially us. We we always did everybody's costumes. Uh, Or hair. Makeup.
2: Yeah. Yeah whatever. Yeah. But she's a bitch. So whatever. Um. So then
3: you're, you're sitting there and you say, you know, we're in the green room and you mm-hmm. say what a good dance mom or what a good mom is just. Mm-hmm. In- and. Um, Melissa says the way your child, your child is, and Maddie is a good kid. I so- say,
2: what defines being a good mom? And I said, like a good mom, I said, my definition of a good mom is how, like what your kid is like. And I said, Maddie's a good kid. So you're a good mom. And then she starts tearing up and she's like, thank you. <laughs> Do you know. I think Melissa really cared what I thought? Probably not, but it's okay. We had a nice moment. <laughs> and I said, Abby's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> i so eloquent.
3: Abby says, you know, when you put your kid second and <laughs> you're first that's a problem I don't think Melissa did that never
2: ever ever put us ever ever she would never that's just not in her she even if you said Melissa you need to do this she would she would twitch she wouldn't be able to yeah so then Jeff
3: invites Melissa to the stage and you say as she's walking out don't sit there and cower to Abby stand up for yourself
2: well, I was trying to give her a little oomph.
3: So Jeff asked Melissa if she's closer with the moms now or as close as she's ever been with Abby. And Melissa said she's closer with the moms and it just makes her life easier.
2: I hate that answer.
3: Yes. Because I think she thinks if she's friends with us, we're not going to argue. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. We'll argue a- with you anyway. Because you're not my friend, I was friends with Melissa. I was actually very, very good friends with Melissa. I used to go to her house every freaking day and drink coffee in our pajamas. We, she would come to my house, I would go to her house when the kids went to school because we lived right by each other. So I was very good friends with Melissa. But like that makes it sound like Mm -hmm. I want her because we weren't friends. We were friends. If, If I disagreed with you, just like with that makeup line. I disagreed with you on that. It wasn't because I didn't like you. Mm-hmm. I the truth and speak when I think I should stand up for my kids or stick up for the group or whatever. It wasn't that I didn't like her and was picking on her. I was, I yeah. say in real life, I'm not going to say something behind your back. I'm going to say it straight to your face.
2: What's funny about that is that, again, even though she's saying this, it makes it seem like we're the bad guys. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if I'm just nice to them or for friends, my life is better because then they're not mean to me.
3: But that's what uh, I'm saying. I was, yeah. uh-huh. was friends with her. I just speak what, what I feel, whether it be to you or I think they were commenting like, yeah, that I'm friends with you, that's why we get along. No, you and I just think a lot more like, yes. yes. You know, But yes. when I didn't like the thing about you doing with the jewelry line. I said it to you. Like I'm it's not because we're not friends. I just I speak what I think, which is why yeah.
2: <laughs> why you need what? The duct tape. <laughs> oh well, fuck. Why we all need duct tape. Yeah.
3: Uh. So um oh, where are we? So Melissa says that one of her biggest fears is um she dreamt about the night before that Mackenzie was getting hurt. Kelly says, if she has her arms and ears up, or if she has her arms up by her ears and she's doing her tre- tricks correctly, Mackenzie won't get hurt. But if she doesn't listen, then she will get hurt. And she says that Mackenzie doesn't listen. She's not like Maddie. Uh, Mackenzie is her own little self, which, yes, every child is different. Yes. We keep trying to say. Um, so then we have question number 11 for Melissa is Will you get married on the show? <laughs> and Melissa's like, You know, she doesn't know, but she will be getting married soon. And Abby's like, Woo, how about that bridal party? That's going to be one drunk reception.
2: Meaning us.
3: Yeah, right here, Abby, right here.
2: Where are the drunk goes. Okay. I don't think Melissa ever
3: had an intention to get married on the show.
2: Never. Never. Okay you think Greg would have ever done that no no absolutely yeah. 100% no so then we see Nia; she comes and does her working girl routine I still crack up at uh Holly's prop kudos to you Hall. yeah so then we're in the, they show us in the green room again and Holly says
3: even though um she couldn't see the whole performance it was good Holly, I think Nia. Um, does well with high energy dances. Did you
2: see Jimmy Chris on stage when Neil was walking off? No, he was on stage. I was like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then
3: we see Jeff um, asking Abby about Jill, who's um, been doing a lot lately to get on in Abby's good graces.
2: <laughs> I think the gifts and the massages, maybe. See? but Jill looks very confused by yeah, that. Yeah, like, why is he saying that? Yeah. He uh, said
3: that Jill is a good customer who pays her bills on time. Oh, um, and- for fuck's sakes. Okay, wait a minute. I, I got to stop it right there because once we started the show, the we show-
1: didn't pay our bills.
3: We our tuition. <laughs> Jill did not come to the studio until yeah. she was on the show. So Jill never paid- <laughs> To Abby in her life so <laughs> I think that was a little bit wrong of a statement because Chris and I were there paying our bills on time and Jill was at studio 19
2: mm-hmm. yeah but it's an opportunity to make it seem like we're a bunch of assholes we bills yeah we love an opportunity to be dicks I mean mm-hmm. I don't but they love that yes mm-hmm.
3: so Jeff says um is Jill trying to work her way to from god i can't speak is jill trying to work her way to the top of the mom pyramid and become your favorite mom and abby says i think jill wouldn't mind filling that void that melissa left i don't know why she keeps saying that about melissa they were still well, like buddies
2: kelly because if Melissa's not her favorite people will like melissa better
3: oh okay well she was still her favorite
2: right I know, but she's saying it like Abby was really smart at this point about perpetuating whatever narrative she wanted the world to believe.
3: Getting the best of both worlds, she had Melissa like having her back, but then she had Jill buying her gifts, so she uh-huh. was she was making out. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> uh, so Jeff wants to know from Abby what can we expect for Kendall in season three, and here she goes. Kendall, she's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> She's only 9 and while Kendall is improving the other kids are stagnating. Um she thinks that Kendall will break out of her shell and move up the pyramid. I I don't know. I I'm just going to skip that. I'm going to I'm going to put my duct tape on. No, say it. It's your chance. Well, I, no, I just like like she says our kids are stagnating or whatever stagnating however you say that word. But Kendall just got here and Kendall never took a dance lesson from Abby. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stagnate. First of all, the first two seasons that when did Joe come season two, beginning of season two or the end of season two
2: beginning, but then she was gone for quite a long time. I forgot that until we rewatched it. But Kendall was in class like that, that whole season. We did not have any
3: dance classes. Kendall was in dance class at a different. Uh, I know. Studio. She was at a different studio taking lessons. So if any of the kids are stagnant, it's not. It, it's Abby's studio's fault because that's where we were taking lessons. Kendall was not.
2: I know, Cal. So I know. I'm just pointing that out to everybody else. I know. Oh, I
3: know. Uh, so right. introduces. Uh, Jeff introduces Jill by saying she's unpredictable, <laughs> and then every time Jeff sees, I
2: her, like provocative. She a, she's provocative, uh,
3: provocative, and every time Jeff sees her, she has a new hairdo and a new dress on.
2: Jill actually fucking kills me in this whole scene. Um, first of all, when he her face, she's like annoyed by him, but then she's like. Am I supposed to be down there? And Holly's like, well, Yeah, it takes a bit. And then you're like, be the bitchy, Jill. And th- she's like, Oh my God, but golly, by golly, look at me. My clothes are <laughs> wrinkled. I hate my hair today. I was dying at Jill, like hating herself because that is so Jill. She's oh, like, yeah. oh my God, I just don't look good. And then <laughs> if anybody doesn't
3: know, Jill, Jill is like ridiculous about her looks.
2: A uh, ridiculous. Like. I think she told
3: me the one time that Erno- Has husband, never seen her without husband, makeup. Without makeup. How husband, husband of like 30 years never see you without makeup on? It physically couldn't be possible for me. She said she sleeps in it. it I just, I cannot believe her husband never saw her without makeup on. But like, we would come down for Oh one, my God. At 6 a.m.
2: 4 a.m. The one time
3: she showed up in jeans and a belt. She's in full makeup, full hair. I'm like, my hair's like sticking all out. <laughs> like I got makeup, mascara all down my face. My lips are smeared. You had stolen it's, a pillow from the Yotel? Yeah, I got my slippers on. You know, Jill is, she's Done. always that way. So it's, it's she, funny.
2: She's wearing a belt to sit on an airplane. I remember being like, ew. uh my air
3: my Aeropostale jogging suits on, man.
2: With your little slide sketchers. Do you yeah. remember- The night Melissa had her, speaking of Melissa's wedding or whatever, the night she had her, uh, oh, and meet and greets, the night she had her wedding party, you, me, and Jill, you, Jill, and I had to drive to Philadelphia because we had an event. That event was a nightmare too. If anybody was there, we're so sorry. Um, And we got there at like 2 a.m. and we were all sleeping in one room and we're like dead tired. We had to be up at 7 a.m. the next morning. I rolled over at 4 a.m. just to like readjust my pillow. She was up in her makeup mirror that she brought in her suitcase and doing her face. A lighted makeup mirror. She a lighted. Did she get?
3: <laughs> Poor Jill. We're giving away all your secrets.
2: D- I, but thing, I, people think that I don't like Jill because of all the shit we gave her on the phone. I think Jill's fucking hysterical. I do too. Jill I, I-
3: kills, kills me. I give her credit because I wouldn't, I could care less what people think I look like. Like I I give her credit for getting up before I am to make sure she looks good for her husband when he gets
2: up for work or whatever. I will tell you, one of my favorite things to do is to go shopping with Jill. I'd love to see her in her natural habitat. I love to be in a mall with her. She finds shit that I would be like, Ooh. And she's like, this would be fabulous on you. Do you remember the time she was standing there? We were getting ready to go into pyramid and I looked at her scarf and I'm like, fuck your scarf. And she's like, it's McQueen. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, it's weird. I like, I love Alexander McQueen clothes. I think the accessories are weird. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And she goes, Christy, I paid a lot of money for this scarf. It was like $700. And I go, you paid fucking $700 for that scarf. And she goes, well, yeah, because when they took it out of the case and they told me the price, I was too embarrassed to tell them I didn't want it. So I just bought it. Are you (laughs) kidding me? So she wore that scarf a lot because she was trying to get her money.
3: Oh, my gosh. That's funny.
2: So I when I jack Jill about all of her shit, I think Jill is very entertaining. I really do. Okay, so
3: Jill comes out and um, Jeff looks at Abby and says, I told you, Jill always has a new dress and a new hairdo. We all had new hairdos and a new dress for that. My hairdo was the same because mine always was the same. Yeah. It's always got extensions and shit. So your hair always looked different. And we all had new dresses on. Yeah, exactly. That that we had to pay for, by the way. Remember we saw that during reunion shows, they should have purchased our dresses. (laughs) Yeah, we were so mad. Buy us a freaking dress. (laughs) We were really Uh, mad. Yeah, always. Asses. But Joe says, I know, and I'm having a bad hair day
2: out and leads with that the rest of us are like fuck you Abby you to our kids and Jill's like my hair doesn't look nice be kind to me I'm very sensitive inside
3: uh, so Jeff asked Jill why are you trying so hard to be Abby's favorite dance mom and Jill's like that's just who I am I'm a dance mom and her goal is the, to get what is best for her kids and Abby told Jill that Abby would do everything she could for Kendall to make her a star. So she's like, you know, and so far Abby has. Um, she says that Abby's delivery can be rough and it's a, she, it gets a little volatile. A little bit, a <clears throat> little bit, yeah, but little bit. hear Abby talk about how much Kendall has grown as a dancer. Abby took an entire season to see that Kendall has a lot of potential.
2: But see, Abby could have talked about Kendall growing as a dancer without ripping out down other kids (coughs) yeah
3: yeah oh my goodness sorry i'm choking to death. um so jeff says since kendall was in class and he said he's like kudos to you good girl you know to jill for having her there and she's like well kendall wants to be there she wants to dance and jeff says but it takes Mm. two Abby's like, ooh, so Jill just said that the other kids really don't want to be there. That's what I heard.
2: Hmm. Here's another way that we can promote this narrative.
3: Yes. And just another way for me saying, I hate her. (laughs) Sorry. I I can't wait. We were constantly there. I mean, I don't know how much more that could have. I mean, if we did it, we could have just slept there, maybe. And maybe she would have been happy.
2: She would have been happy. Well, one thing that really pissed her off at this point was we wouldn't homeschool our kids. I'm so glad I didn't homeschool I, I am, too. You did later, didn't you? Not when I was on the show. Never when I was on the show.
3: Yeah, I my kids were never homeschooled. They always went to public school. And I I am so glad that I stuck to that. Just because... Yeah. That was my chap my children's normalcy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I get that. I think they would have been a lot different if they didn't have that. Like they went to school, like every normal child, and they had friends that weren't on the show or didn't live in LA and whatever. And that, those were, they're still their best friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: I really think it kept them grounded. And I'm, I'm glad I, I stand by that decision. But so Jeff asks Jill where he where Jill expects Kendall to be on the pyramid. And Jill's like, at the top. Maybe I should buy another massage.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, so then they show Kathy in her green room. And uh, uh, Kathy looks at Vivi and says, okay, the whole time that
2: Kendall's in class, Jill's visiting mommy at Candy Apple. Is this uh, when they have the Louis Vuitton? Standoff. Mine's bigger. Mine goes in my big one. I throw this little one in my big one. Is that the scene? I don't know. I fucking can't wait for that scene. That's the best scene in dance moms. It's terrible. Like, yeah, my, I put mine inside my big one. <laughs> yeah, I that scene. It's just like how I love bus driver scene. I love the Louis Vuitton showdown. Who's got a who's got a bigger dick?
3: Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> um so Jill says that um Kendall is the only one who hasn't been at the top of the pyramid.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
3: Um but she what? also hasn't been there for a whole season. Like if you oh, add- had different seasons, like like Paige was, you know, on it in season two. Brooke had one in season two or one in season one, some in season two, like, you know, some of Maddie's were in season nine, some were in season two. So Jill just got there. So. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't count. Not as much. I mean, Paige was only on there once and Paige was there for two seasons. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So audience question number 12 is to Jill and it's Kendall beat Chloe at one of the competitions prior to nationals. So why wasn't she able to compete during nationals? You want to
2: take that? I mean, she just said the plan was for the girl to who did the best to receive a solo at nationals, but Kendall didn't beat Chloe, or Kendall did beat Chloe and didn't get a solo. Look, it's a show. Like yeah. they had ordered her costume. We knew Chloe was doing a solo at nationals. Like yeah. if they wanted Kendall to do it, great. Now here is my question, actually, about this reunion, and I didn't even think to bring it up um, yet because it was kind of my end note. Why didn't your two kids and Kendall do a solo on this? Absolutely. I say that at the end. You can can barely even see Brooke in the group dance. Yeah. But
3: I, I, I thought the same
2: exact thing. I was like, I did not see the Highlands really dancing in this episode at all. So they needed to make time for them. They could have made this an hour and a half. People would have fucking tuned in. For an hour and a half? Are you kidding? Then you have more commercial spots, blah, blah, blah. My last name, my kid's last name's Highland.
3: So they don't get solos. And I remember me flipping out about that. Did you? Well, you should have. I, I, well, I questioned it for sure. Why, why does every single kid
2: have a solo but mine? Kendall did not. Okay, Kendall,
3: Kendall was you though,
2: too. I understand that. I'm I know, but I'm just calling it like, you know, if you want to say that, but it's funny that they're putting all this emphasis on like, why didn't Kendall have a solo at Nationals? because Chloe had been there since day one, and it was the Chloe versus Maddie bullshit from the first season of the show. Kendall showed up. She happened to beat Chloe. And they did that kind of shit to make Jill pissed off.
3: Correct. And Joe fight because, well, why doesn't Kendall have the solo when she won? Like that, that, they do that shit on purpose to cause arguments.
2: And I also wonder if they brought that up so Joe would kind of re be pissed off when I came back out to kind of argue with me and not be on my side. Cause they did a lot of that. Just like with the jewelry line, there was no reason for them to bring that up except to divide us so that we were sitting there pissed off at each other. Yeah.
3: And I guarantee you that Abby gave them a list of things that they could bring up. Sure thing. Like this will piss this one. Like Abby probably knew I was pissed about the jewelry line. And of she, course. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all didn't know about no. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I love this question. Question 13. Jill, on the show, you state how much money you spend on counseling. <laughs> Jill starts laughing and said, um. Would you suggest counseling for any
2: other of the dance moms? Do you want to say what she said? Um, oh, she's like, well, actually, it was kind of a joke. I don't really send Kendall to counseling. And then Abby says, dance class is cheaper than rehab. Where do I start? Well, I, I, that's why I was letting you take it, because you said earlier you wanted to say something. about where. Where do I start? Because I am pretty certain that anybody who went through the show, I went through serious Mm. counseling after this. My daughter did. Are you kidding? I think everybody needed it. Yes, but it's kind of treated as a joke with Abby saying dance class is cheaper than rehab. No, no, dance class is going to send you to that addiction. Do you remember when she used to say to Chloe, oh, you're going to be like, uh, I can't remember, Lindsay Lohan. You're going to be an addict and a piece of shit. And like, she would say that to Chloe. Yeah. It's amazing that none of the kids. That they're all good kids. So good. I said they should be serial killers. Like we should have a Jeffrey Dahmer amongst us for sure. Yes. (laughs) Minimum. (laughs) At least a Lizzie Borden, somebody murdering their mother with an axe. At minimum.
3: Yeah. Okay. So Jeff says that, you know, these questions have been too easy. He wants somebody to ask a tough one. Oh, okay. So question number 14 is. The bloggers are obs- obsessed with the many looks on the show. I was just curious. Have you had any work done?
2: Why didn't someone ask Jeff this?
3: They asked Jill this.
2: I know. Why didn't they ask Jeff? Jeff oh. had more work than any of us.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Yes. He had more work than any of us on the show because he could afford it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> So then they showed Kathy in her green room saying that, you know, um, those many looks go with her many personalities.
2: Kathy just loves a moment to fucking fuck with Jill. I know. But Jill's comment was that um, she
3: hasn't had surgery. If I had surgery, I wouldn't look like this. I'd look at me. That was funny. Yeah. She says all the moms in the show have had some Botox and fillers. We We talked on the show. Well, yeah, that's the only I ever had. I never had filler, and I just did that teeny
2: little bit on the thing. That's all I've done. I need some. I'm going to take you to my my magician in Beverly Hills. Yes, I need some. I was just referring him to a friend. She's like, "Where do you go?" I'm like, "Let me tell you." Yeah, I'll come. I like him because it's, his name is Dr. Rivkin, Westside Aesthetics, if anybody's out there. Yeah. This is not sponsored, but I'm going to tell you, you don't need to write it down. I'll fucking give you his number. I'll give you his scheduler's number. She's obsessed with you. We could go and do like a twofer. Okay. But um, I love him because he will come in and he looks at you and he's like, don't do that. He's like, no, don't do it. He's like, you need a teensy here, a teensy there. And he's very, he's like, I'm going to give you a micro smidge of this. We'll see how it looks. And we're going to leave it. Because he's not just like.
3: I'm sure he's going to need a lot for me because I got 52 years of nothing.
2: Wait, I just undid my speaker. Hold on. No, you'll love him. I love I took Jill to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She, but. Jill was wild when I went to him because she's like, I want a jaw. And I'm like, a fucking jaw? I'm like, I don't want wrinkles. <laughs> she's like, I would like a jaw. I I got this little turkey. Thing. Oh, we all have it. Oh, my. It's terrible. I, I think don't... we need facelifts for that, Kel. I don't know how to get rid of that. Uh, Melissa told me she gets shots. In her neck? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know know what they're called. I know what you mean, what you mean. I don't know how I feel about getting shots in my neck. That's skin. I don't like how this starts to look wrinkly. You know, like crepey. I
3: I never, I never moisturized. I should have.
2: Yeah, we all should have. I also have stretch marks, which makes me want to kill myself. I don't have many of them. From being pregnant. I don't have many of them. I do. It's terrible. Even even when I'm super skinny, I'm like, oh, I would never wear like I wear a two-piece in my back when nobody can see me. But I would never wear that shit in public. Yeah. I wear it. Oh my God. I don't even have stretch marks. I just I <laughs> I uh, just would never. And every time I post a picture that you can kind of tell them in a two-piece, you know who DMs me and gives me a hard time? Yeah. Him. She's like, You are an older lady. You should not be wearing a two piece. No. Him from the network. Oh, <laughs> she always has something to say about me wearing a two-piece. Because she's my age, she's like, "Oh yeah, no." She goes, "Why would you want to see that?" I'm like, "I'm skinny," and she's like, "Yeah, no." Mm-mm.
3: Oh gosh, not it's me. It's
2: funny. Out there in like a a muumu. Yeah. Well, I'm not out there in
3: a two-piece in real life. I, I sometimes wear the bathing suits that had the little skirts on the bottom. Oh yeah, don't we all? I'm like a nerd mom. Yeah, well, aren't we all? Okay, let's get back to this. We're gonna okay. be uh, so Jeff asks Abby, "What's going on between you and Kathy right now?" And Abby's like, "I
2: don't know. Is she still eating my dust?" Okay. Oh. oh, you forgot one thing, though. I have to bring up. Jill says, "Well, she says all of the moms have had you know Botox filler, whatever," and Abby goes. I'm not a mom, as if to say she hasn't worked, had had work done. However, do you know how many people ask me what kind of editing app Abby uses? Because she like makes herself flat because she like over photoshops her pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're wild. They're wild. But I think she's had a lot of work done. She's had a facelift and stuff.
3: I'm certain of it. Because I saw I I don't follow her. So I I don't know. (laughs) Somebody sent me something.
2: I'm blocked in case you're curious.
3: I, I have no idea if I'm blocked or not, but I don't follow her. So I don't care. But I didn't even know it was her. Like somebody sent me like a, a mm-hmm. of something that was posted like about mm-hmm. talking about my kids or something. And they're like, Oh, did you see
2: this? And I, I was like, I had to mm-hmm. do
3: like a full take.
2: I yeah. didn't even. See a yeah. I, I've seen them. I know.
3: Okay. So, you know, Abby wants to know if Kathy's still eating her dust. And she says that the ALDC won at nationals and Kathy um, conceded. Kathy thought that the last text was excellent. It was. And Abby was like, frankly, I thought I'd never see her again. And Jeff's like, then what happened? And she's like, well, you invited her to come on the show. He's like, that's for sure I did. And that's when he invites Kathy out. I like that he
2: calls her the Sue Sylvester of dance moms. Yeah, I don't what what does that mean? That's from Glee. That's um the the gym teacher from Glee. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. I, I didn't really watch that show. Oh, uh, well, Sue Sylvester is pretty funny. Okay.
3: So Jeff says that she burns up the blogs when she says she's on the show. She's our favorite little candy apple. And she came all the way from Canton, Ohio. Kathy comes out. and Kills she, me. He goes to Jill. You're having a bad hair day, honey. <laughs> Jill's like, so are you.
2: <laughs> you well, when Kathy first reaches out to Jill, it looks like they're going to hug. And then she's like, oh, yeah, no. The they show me in the gre- green
3: room. And I'm saying, I hate that bitch. I You're talking that. about Abby. I was going to say this. I have never said I hated Kathy. I don't hate Kathy. I'm no. one of
2: the ones that don't really. Kathy doesn't bother me yeah. in the least. it's like
3: costume or something. I never had a problem with Kathy. Yep. I did I was saying that about Abby and they made For it For sure. saying it about Kathy. For sure. Yeah, I did not. I'm glad that you you said that it wasn't just me because
2: Oh, I it's in my notes. I'm like you said that about Abby not Kathy. There is no way. Just like when they showed the picture or the shot of us when they went to commercial break after they asked about the jewelry line, we're like side-eyeing each other, kind of scowling. I guarantee you we were looking at each other about something she had just said. Yeah, yeah. Not like, because. Because we weren't fighting about that. No. I mean, I I wasn't happy about it, but. No, we were not fighting about it, but they made that seem like we were. It's season three when we had the fight, you and I. I think so. Maybe that's why they were doing it to like promote that like there was tension coming up I don't know I don't know but when I saw that I was like oh we weren't scowling at each other because if anything even if we had been mad at each other during something like that we would have
1: together yes
2: a hundred percent.
1: Each other, yeah. Correct. Like yeah.
2: there is no like, way that I, I was hate like, you for during that jewelry line, but you know you got my back. <laughs> there is no fucking way we're fighting during this because I got nobody here. So we're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. 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 There. No. Yeah. And that's what's funny about it is you can kind of try to do whatever you want, but it, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh.
3: So Jeff says that despite Kathy's difficult competition season in season two, she's determined to beat Kathy. And he says that Abby just said before you came out here that you were going to be eating her dust. And Abby's like gold dust. Oh, for God's sakes. And Jeff is like, so are you going to beat her this year or what? And I, I I almost want to say to them, are you going to let her? (laughs) Yeah. Oh uh, uh, so Kathy says that um her one victory in season two episode 13 really burned her fire and made it ignite. Kathy tested victory, tasted victory, and every dog has their bad day. It'd be hard to be Kathy on the show. And yes. that's all her out to be Yes. 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 Especially it's- because she owns her own studio and yes, like. I, I mean, like you and I know how we feel when they do that. They have Abby say stuff about us and it's just about us personally. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Kathy's business.
2: reputation, her business, oh, it, her see. daughter. Yes. I think it's, that would be very difficult. I give Kathy a lot of credit. We we need to have Kathy on the show. We need, well, she, I had talked to her a couple of times because I know she had like the recital and like Vivi's graduation and all those things. Uh, but she's like, Oh, absolutely. I'll come on. So we'll definitely have her. But one thing I want to point out in case anybody's wondering the chairs that we had to sit on were horrific. Those chairs were awful. Do you remember how bad those chairs were? Yes. <laughs> they were terrible.
3: Yeah. So Jeff asked Abby um, what she'll do if Kathy beats her in season three. And of course, Abby is like, well, the way these kids are rehearsing and missing class in a way every weekend doing their own thing. Absolutely. Kathy can probably beat me.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, she's setting it up so that there's already an excuse in place. I'm glad Kathy calls her out on that. Yes, me too.
3: Um, And Jeff says, you know, and don't you love the way that she's framing that you're going to beat her because. She's she has a bad. hmm then he what does he enter
2: no kathy interrupts and says well now abby has a justifiable excuse
3: yeah blame it on us of course Mm
2: -hmm. so that
3: introduces maddie and maddie does her solo a piece of my heart um and abby says what what that she would love to introduce maddie
2: yes yes
3: Maybe she should have introduced Maddie and then Jeff could have introduced my kids. <laughs>
2: right. Oh, wait, your kids didn't get a solo. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. But then Jeff does ask Kathy after the after the solo, like her professional opinion on Maddie. And I agree with Kathy. Maddie absolutely has talent. Nobody's ever denied that. But it's Abby puts all of her stock in Maddie and she should look beyond the horizons. Which is That is one thing I will give Kathy is she always came to Chloe and me, whether off camera or not. And she's like, Chloe, you are a beautiful little dancer. Please don't let her destroy that in you. Yeah. She always said that to her. I think she did. Oh, (laughs) you mean, because I can't say the word dance to my daughter without her having a nervous breakdown. You think that's an indication? Yes,
3: it is. I know the same way. But Kathy tells Abby that, you know, She has fine talent at her studio and maybe get off the moms and try to focus more on the kids.
2: Thank you, Kathy. And I was like, you've never said anything in the world that I agree with, but I agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) But here we go. We're going to bring me up again. This is why I said this, this show was all about just destroying me.
3: Yeah. So question 15 is to Kathy and it's Are the rumors true that Christy choked you at season two nationals? So obnoxious. Yeah. And Jeff's like, wow, that's a hot question. And Kathy, you know, says that the answer is yes. And Abby says, and I. Arrest, press charges. Yeah. Abby always wants to sue everybody and press charges. Mm
2: -hmm. How many times did she call 911? I know. Okay. So, why did I choke her? Who instigated it? And then she starts telling the story. Want me to tell it?
1: Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah. Uh, She, she, Jill points out though, she's like, you know, Kathy, you had just lost very badly. We were outside the theater and the kids, I did hate this moment with the kids where they were chanting and following them because that wasn't how our kids normally were. Ridiculous. But, but, I have
3: to say the the reason that they had us do it was because Kathy, her team used to do it to us all the time. Right. They were like, oh, let's do it to them. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only reason we agreed to that because we would have, we'd never done shit like that.
2: Yeah. And she's like, do you want me to answer the question? Then you need to tell these ladies, oh, excuse me, these broads to shut up. And Abby just keeps ignoring or interrupting her. She's like, do they even use the word broad anymore? That's like from the olden days. And Jill's like, it's from the 1920s. But Abby is interrupting everything Kathy says. And she's like, I threw water on Christy because Sparky needed to cool down. And Abby's like, but when you throw water in a witch, they melt. And Kathy's like, you're right. Thank you. Then she goes on to say, like, I point in everybody's face, which I do. I am a pointy finger bitch. And so are you. Get your finger out of my face. That was Abby putting her finger in my face. Right, but then you pointed back. Yeah. And I jokingly said, oh, no, no. And I, Kathy slapped my hand away. And that's when I kind of, I lunged at Kathy. But from what I remember, her choreographer was saying really terrible things about our kids. And it was her mom with the red hair that kind of pushed her off the curb. I don't know if I ever physically- yeah, if I ever physically touched Kathy.
3: I don't remember. Like, I remember we were just all outside. And I remember just being like, whoa. Like, kind of like your reaction to me when I slapped Abby. Just yeah. like, wow, what the hell is happening? But, like, I didn't actually see what really happened. And you know they happened? had
2: footage of it. So if, trust me, if I actually had, like, choked Kathy, you don't think they would have showed that? She was bruised. She was bruised and stuff. I I know, I know. They would lie. I don't know, Kelly. I don't know. And then Jill's like, I
3: don't know because I I like I said I didn't see it. I was like walking, and you guys were like behind me or whatever, and I did ever seen the footage, so I don't know. But I don't know.
2: Ten years later, Kathy would lie about something like that. She might have had a bruise, but maybe it was from people's perspective gets muddled you know maybe justice's mom pushed her off the thing i do not think i touched kathy i don't yeah because i just i don't think i did i don't think i did but look i don't know and then jill's like you fell off the curb and she's like i pushed you off the curb and jill said but christy didn't come after you and she said she did then she says i pushed her into a tree we were in the middle of downtown los angeles there were no trees (laughs) Like I promise you, there were no trees. Yeah. and then Jeff's like, "Oh, I want to know where my cameras were. Your cameras were there." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. And then I'm just like unbelievable. And then Holly chimes in. She's like, "Yeah, but Kathy's choreographer was the one saying stuff, and he was swearing at our kids." Was it Mitchell? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So. Again, I'm pretty honest on this podcast about like, yeah, I did that. I shouldn't have done it. I don't recall this going down the way it was presented.
3: Yeah. And I'm no help because like I said, I, I just remember turning around and being like, holy shit, what's happening? Why am I missing
2: it? But again, you don't think dance moms loves drama. If this had gone down the way that they had said, they would have showed it.
3: Yeah. Although, I mean, it's still early. Like, they they didn't really show too, too
2: bad of stuff. You don't think how many times has my daughter beat your daughter and stopped drinking, you're out of control was bad? I did.
3: But it wasn't, like, physical. I don't think they started showing physical stuff until... We didn't get uh, physical until later. But, I mean, if she's saying this, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Well,
2: I mean, at the end of the day, I still talk to Kathy, so, so it must have not been that
3: bad. Yeah. Okay. So then where are we at? We go.
2: Question 16.
3: Yeah. Um, And Jeff asked Kathy or they asked Kathy, are you still are we going to see Vivi dance again? And Kathy says that she would love to see Vivian blossom into a fabulous dancer and Kathy will use her. Resources to help Vivi get there, but at her own pace. Mm. And then Kathy Mm. looks at Abby and says, no word from you. And Abby says, hey, when you show up with Vivi and put her against Mackenzie, that's all the words I need. And Kathy Mm. eyes and says, I think the biggest mistake Kathy ever made was taking Vivian out of my studio. I teach lots of other dance teachers' children.
2: Really? I don't remember any being there. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe, maybe for an intensive at a meet and greet. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't
3: remember any of them either. But now my sister used to own a dance studio, but it was closed. We closed right. it before her daughter was born. So, uh, but Kathy says she has her own studio and she's going to leave Vivian. You know,
2: she's probably the smartest one. Yeah. Well.
3: Do you think, like, because when the show first started, it, it was Kathy being at the studio. Do you think, like, Kathy just didn't agree with Abby's
2: teaching? No, I think it had everything to do with the schedule. You do? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Because in season one, Abby wasn't that bad. I mean, she was bad, but she was nowhere near as bad as she becomes.
3: Okay. All right. So question number 17, Kathy, is it true that you're going to get new dancers to try and improve your efforts to meet Abby, to beat Abby? Kathy says, you know, she's exploring her options.
2: Right. Because the show wants her to. To,
3: to do another team.
2: Yeah. To cast yeah. a new team. For yeah. sure.
3: And Jeff asked the audience if they like when Kathy's on the show and, you know, they all applaud. And Jeff says, I think Kathy's the one that should be called Sparky. And Jill is, like, nodding her head, like, yes. Yes. So then we introduce Mackenzie, and she does her solo. And he's tell- he tells everybody that she's his favorite dancer. And he can't help it because he likes her because she's the youngest one. And Mackenzie does dance Daisy Chains. And then we all come out and we do the group dance. The last text, and once again, Paige isn't even dancing in this. Mm-mm. And She's, you can
2: barely see Brooke. And you don't see Brooke. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think when we come back, aren't all of us on stage? Um, I think we're all on stage after that commercial okay. break.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then they're talking about um, that them doing Abby's show elimination um, show or whatever mm-hmm. um I ain't even talking about that
2: yeah keep going <laughs> I'm skipping that. you skip away Jeff
3: says if you could change the rules around and you could eliminate one of these moms <laughs> you're like oh god
2: I and, think you and I raise our hands yeah we're
3: like the oh, that would be us uh-huh. And Abby's like, oh, I think it would be a five-way tie. I'd keep the kids and I'd send the moms all packing. Oh,
2: yeah. Even Brooke and Paige, who are mediocre, and Chloe who's regressed. Okay. Yeah, hmm.
3: yeah you'd keep my kids. You didn't even have them dance for God's sakes on the reunion. Right. Um, uh, so just Jeff asks the moms if they think that Abby should would be successful without our kids. And Holly's, you know, our voice of reason says, um, she thinks that it's like a symbolic relationship. Abby and the girls need each other equally.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
3: I said that earlier. Yes. And and Holly says that in the world, people know Abby's names because of what the girls have been able to produce based on what Abby has taught them. Mm -hmm. And Abby's like, Whoa, wait a minute. Um, Are there, are there any dance teachers here? A lot of people knew Abby's girls, I had Abby's girls before the moms were even pregnant and giving birth to the, the children.
2: Yeah. And then you chime in. You're like, they were Abby's girls. They weren't Abby. Yes.
3: Yes. And I was one of those girls.
2: hmm
3: But, okay. So then Jeff asked you um, that she says that you were visibly upset earlier in the episode. And uh, you say you watched Abby rip Chloe apart again on national TV.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, i did
3: abby had nothing negative to say about nia Mackenzie, or maddie <laughs> you notice you didn't say my kid's name no because she did <laughs> abby said horrible things about chloe because she is jealous that chloe has a fan base and i will tell you this people love chloe and it drives abby crazy it did it made abby
2: batshit crazy
3: and abby says people do love chloe She's the underdog. Everyone loves the underdog. Look at Rocky.
2: She has to be a bitch.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh But I do think everybody loves the underdog.
2: Yeah. But she just had to be a bitch about it. She couldn't be like, Oh, people love Chloe because they identify with her or she's sweet or she's a good dancer. It had to be for that only specific reason. Yeah.
3: So then just Jeff asked you, uh, if you ever feel like things go too far and if it's true, then you know about you choking christ roll the roll the tapes
2: jeff roll them
3: yeah i told them to roll the tapes whenever i did the thing with abby and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't yeah right yeah Uh, um so then you say i know abby can't wait to have me arrested
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's you actually she ends up arresting not me yes that would be me and jeff says so
3: does anybody else have anything they want to get off their chest before we leave and abby says everyone's replaceable and you're like yes i know replace me here there you go and then jeff you know calls attention to melissa and says like she's been
2: quiet God, I wish I was Melissa in these shows. She doesn't say shit. I, I, I just want to say to them, do you watch Dance Moms? She's always quiet. Uh-uh. But she tries to find the light, and her kids love Abby. Yeah. They adore her.
3: And Maddie and Mackenzie adore her. And I say that anyone who watches the show can agree that Abby picks on Paige the most. And then I start to cry. Oh my God, I'm an emotional disaster. But I, like I always say, I don't think people realize that this was. Personal for me,
1: mm-hmm.
3: like and, and this was was personal. I say, you know, Paige had her first holy communion, and we wrote out two hundred invitations to her grandmother and everyone else. And Paige just wrote their names, and on Abby's invitation, she put a big heart on it. And that I feel like Paige just wants Abby or Abby's approval, even though Abby's mean to her. and We
2: all wanted her approval, every kid, every mom. Yeah, yeah.
3: I just think it hits me more emotionally because we had that personal relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you guys never had a personal relationship with Abby. Like, has Abby ever? No. Your kids thing? like, you know what I mean. I think it just hits me different. But whatever. So Abby or Jeff says, um, let's wrap things up and hopefully we'll be able to resolve some of these things in the upcoming season. Huh. Yay.
2: All right. How many drinks did you need to get through this? I'd say three. I needed a fucking edible. I didn't even need a drink. <laughs> and I don't even need edibles. Yeah. I needed one. I yeah. needed a, in a fistful of Xanax. <laughs> I hated this episode. This was so hard. I All right. It. The the pyramid for outfits. I mean, I, I think Holly's holly top. top. Yep misdemeanors and felonies i think i'm just a felony the whole way through because oh. i'm a fucking mess and i'm right behind you there i don't even have a favorite quote of this episode because i hate it all because it's all abby yeah and favorite yeah. dance final text because it's always going to be my favorite dance anytime they do it
3: and yeah. what well, short Hell wasn't pages or brooke solo was
2: it? <laughs> no it wasn't it was not I hate this episode. It makes me want to vomit. Let's go to the after party where we can have some fun because fuck off. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah. If this is foreshadowing of season three, Back to the Bar might be ending soon. (laughs) I can't watch this shit. Uh, Terrible. terrible. Oh, God. my, My anxiety is through the roof. Yes. I need to do some calming meditations. I need to find my zen. Maybe take a little... CBD cream. I don't know. I don't know. Sure I should ever to me. Well, oh, I need to do your something. Xanax and your CBD cream? I'm oh. making it up. I don't have any of it. Oh, Although it's with the tea. I did find Xanax in my shoe once. It was amazing. It was like a gift from the universe. Ew, was it was in your shoe and you ate um, it? Y- yes. <laughs> I had this little pebble in my shoe. I'm like but it's in my shoe. And I no, took my I shoe off. Would
3: have, I probably would have took it too.
2: And a blue Xanax flew across the room. Meanwhile, I think I have two of them left. Oh my goodness, are you sure it wasn't um a little blue pill? Uh, Viagra? Yeah. Why would I have that? All right. All right. That was blue. Xanax, yeah. are they blue? Oh, yeah, I didn't They know can that. be all different colors. Yeah. Uh, I think Xanax, the blue one's like five milligrams, something stupid. But anyway. I was like crawling around looking for that bitch. I was like, oh, I'll take this. And I put it in my, like my wallet and I kept it. I probably still have it. I don't, I don't take Xanax now. I'm not on Dance Moms. I don't need it. (laughs) Exactly. All right. I'll need (laughs) it after some of these episodes. Yeah, I didn't need it today. All right. I'll see you on the after party. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes.
3: The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party. Where we dish even more dirt. Like naked pizza, hell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash backtothebar. See you next time. See you next time.